As we continue on with our Unraveled sermon series, we are going to dive in today to the Gospel of Luke. Um, And we're going to hear another pretty famous story today. It's the story of Zacchaeus. Um, And Jesus encounters Zacchaeus as he's on the road to Jerusalem. He's passing through Jericho. Um, And at this time, we see the story is kind of nestled in this place in Luke, where it's surrounded by parables and stories about rich people um, and how they can get into the kingdom of God. If that's a thing that's going to happen or not, that's the question that um, this like section, these a few chapters of Luke are addressing. Um, and so Zacchaeus' story fits right in here as he is a wealthy tax collector. Um, and he's a chief tax collector on top of that. So um, he not only has a lot of money and probably a very high status um, in terms of like economics, uh, but he is not very well liked in the community. People are anti-tax collectors and especially chief tax collectors because Zacchaeus in this situation is like the head of the tax collectors. He's the CEO of the big company that is taking everybody's money and he's not very well liked. Um, so that is some important information to know as we go into this story and we approach it and we'll see how Jesus treats Zacchaeus um, and we'll see how the people around Zacchaeus feel about the way Jesus treats him as well. So uh, friends, let us listen for the word of God. Hello everyone. Our scripture today is from the book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of who was a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he is too a son of Abraham, for the Son of God has come to seek out and to save the lost. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for this space to come together and to dive deeper into stories of Jesus. I pray that you go with us as we learn more about Christ and the story of Zacchaeus. Pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts are acceptable in your sight, God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There is no worse feeling than not being tall enough to see what's going on. I'm sure this is something that we have all experienced at some time in our lives, where we've been somewhere and there's been a big crowd 
and everybody's looking at the same thing. There's some sort of spectacle going on, and you are just too short to see over people's heads to be able to look at the same thing. Some of the most vivid memories I have of this occurring are at places like Disneyland, where there's a parade or a show happening, and you're just too small to see. All the adults are bigger than you, and you're a little kid. I have such vivid memories of that. But fortunately, when I was a little kid, um, I had an awesome dad who would always put me on his shoulders so that I could see. And then it felt like I was on the top of the world and I could see exactly what everybody else was seeing, sometimes even a little bit more because I was a little higher than everybody else being on my dad's shoulders. And that was always so awesome that I had some place where I could sit and rest and see the things that I want to see. However, um, I am the oldest of four children, and so my dad's shoulders weren't always mine to sit on. Um, as time went on and my younger siblings came along, uh, I wasn't the only one who couldn't see, and so sometimes it was my siblings who were sitting on my dad's shoulders, and I was left still in the big crowd trying to look at what everybody else is looking at and not able to see. And that's when my little kid self would get creative. And I can remember um, just scrambling to climb on railings or lean up against light posts, whatever I could to be able to elevate myself so I could see. I got creative. And people would probably look at me as I was doing this climbing on railings and whatnot, and think that it was so funny that I was doing that. But if I did that today, it would definitely be weird, and I would probably become the spectacle myself rather than whatever everybody's looking at in a crowd. However, I'm still pretty short, and so oftentimes I can't see um, very well in big crowds and whatnot, so I'm constantly having to position myself to be able to see what's going on. And that's what Zacchaeus is trying to do in our story today. He's trying to position himself to be able to see what everybody's seeing. But he gets creative like a little kid would and climbs up in a tree. Now Zacchaeus is an interesting man. He is the chief tax collector um, in this city of Jericho, which means he is rich. He has a lot of money. Tax collectors have a lot of money as it is, but since he's the chief tax collector, he's a step above the rest and has even more money. He's also a grown man despite his short stature, and so he shouldn't be participating in maybe childlike antics by climbing up in this tree. But he wants to see something. He wants to see the spectacle that has drawn the big crowd in that has inhibited his vision, and that spectacle is Jesus. We hear in the Gospels that as Jesus is journeying towards Jerusalem, he starts to draw crowds. And people want to see and people want to touch Jesus. They want their hand in the miracles that he is providing. And uh, he is definitely quite the sight to see. So when Jesus comes to town, the people come out to see him. And people is everyone, even the rich and esteemed chief tax collectors. Now, 
You see, even though Zacchaeus has a lot of money, he's not necessarily very popular um, in town. Zacchaeus is not well liked at all and even looked at as a sinner. See, he's kind of marginalized. Probably this Zacchaeus's experience of being marginalized is about the best way you could be. I mean, he has a lot of money, so that puts him on the outskirts, but and he is doing a not so nice thing to these people by taking so much of their money and taxes constantly and people resent him for this but Zacchaeus when he comes to see Jesus just like everyone else when he is in a position where he's just like everybody else um, he doesn't have anybody to lend him a helping hand he doesn't have anybody to jump on their shoulders so Zacchaeus gets creative and climbs up into this tree he climbs up into the tree like a little kid. It's pretty odd to have a grown man, much less a chief tax collector, climbing up in a tree. I think that when Zacchaeus does this, we see how desperately he wants to see Jesus. Now, when we look at Zacchaeus, I think it's pretty evident that he's someone who desires wealth. Obviously, being a chief tax collector, he likes money. But I think that when Jesus passes through, there's a realization that happens in Zacchaeus. I think he realizes that the wealth that he has is maybe not the wealth that he needs. I think that to Zacchaeus, Jesus represents this sort of deep spiritual wealth. And in order to get that, to even get a glimpse of that, Zacchaeus gets desperate and decides to shed all fear of embarrassment and climb up in this sycamore tree. And it is in that sycamore tree where Jesus calls Zacchaeus out. And uh, he doesn't even just say hello. He says, and I, I'd love to chat with you. That's not how Jesus treats Zacchaeus. Jesus looks at Zacchaeus and says, I need you to come down here right now because I'm going to your home. I'm coming over. I have to. This is what must occur. There is a sense of necessity in Jesus's addressing Zacchaeus. And Jesus knows Zacchaeus's name. Um, I think Zacchaeus is probably shocked by this. You can tell he's excited as he rushes down from his spot in the tree. Um, and he is just so thrilled to be included um, by Jesus. To have Jesus, someone who is a miracle worker and who's drawing all these crowds, want him. I bet Zacchaeus doesn't feel very wanted in his community. And it makes sense, being a chief tax collector, I don't think that that would make him popular naturally, but it probably doesn't feel very good to him. Probably, typically, when people see Zacchaeus on the streets, they're not inviting him into their home, nor are they requesting to be invited into his. And it's pretty obvious that that's the case in Zacchaeus's community because the crowds around um, are not too thrilled when Jesus asks for Zacchaeus to come down and get ready to eat with him, to um, welcome him into his home. The crowds are taken aback and said, why is he going to go eat with a sinner like him? That doesn't seem right. 
Zacchaeus doesn't deserve it. I'm sure that's what people are thinking. He is this awful guy. Why in the world would Jesus want to eat with Zacchaeus? But as we know, Jesus does not subscribe to our social norms. And so Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' home, and it's there that Zacchaeus decides to tell Jesus that he is going to give back all the money that he's taken from people fourfold. He is ready to be all in and to give. And I want to point out that this change in Zacchaeus's heart happens after Jesus has already arrived in his home. Um, prior to this, Jesus has kind of invited himself over to Zacchaeus's place. And I think that when we see Jesus do this, we see that Jesus has this way of critiquing culture, critiquing the eliteness of Zacchaeus's status without excluding him. Jesus is always being inclusive of people on the margins. And Zacchaeus, I think, is an example of this where we can kind of seek some reflection in ourselves and think of who are the people on the margins who don't really seem that marginalized and how are we not including them? Or how are we looking at them as sinners and not a part of us? Because Jesus never affirms what Zacchaeus is doing. Jesus doesn't come over to Zacchaeus' house, sit down with him, and say, I think you are the best chief tax collector there ever was. Jesus is much more thrilled when Zacchaeus says that he is going to give back the money that he's taken, that he has turned a new leaf of generosity. But I don't think it's Zacchaeus's actions that earn him this good favor with Christ. The good favor is already there. Jesus is already inclusive of Zacchaeus before Zacchaeus is ready to be inclusive of him or the people around him. I think that Zacchaeus's decision to give back to the community that he has taken from comes as a result of him not wanting to necessarily like earn his way into God's kingdom, but more as a reflection of how he's going to reorient his life as a result of knowing that he is a part of God's kingdom. I think that's the cool thing about Jesus is that Jesus loves us before we make the right decision. Jesus loves us when we're making the wrong ones. And Zacchaeus is such a prime example of that. But I think that when I think about where I would be in the story, I'd probably be in the crowd. I'd probably be critiquing Jesus for including Zacchaeus. And while that's not something I'm necessarily proud to say, it's probably true. I'd probably be looking at Zacchaeus like, this dude is the worst. Why does Jesus want to eat with him? And that's something where I think I need to reorient myself and, and think about the ways in which I need to be more inclusive of the kingdom. Because if you think about the reasons why people are not fond of Zacchaeus, it's because of his profession and the impact that he has on them. And in the way our world works, 
it's pretty standard for people to look down upon people who are not treating them well. If somebody's not being nice to me, why would I like them? Why would I invite them to my home? Why would I want things to be good for them? They're not nice to me. That's how the world thinks. But I don't want to think like the world. I want to think like Jesus. I want to look at people who don't treat me well and think about the ways in which I can extend love towards them and think about the ways in which I could maybe bring about the kingdom for them. I want to reorient my own life into one that is filled with inclusivity and love. And I need to constantly be doing that because I'm more in the crowd than I am Zacchaeus, and I'm definitely more someone in the crowd than I am Jesus. But maybe your situation is different. Maybe you find yourself relating more to Zacchaeus than the crowd. Maybe there's something that's holding you back from really loving on the community around you. You see, by Zacchaeus collecting all of this money, he's separating himself from the community around him, making himself more and more elite with this accumulated financial wealth he has. And he's not being inclusive. He's being exclusive by taking it all from himself. But I think what we see Jesus do in this story is remind everyone to be inclusive. The crowd should be inclusive of Zacchaeus, still loving towards him even when he's doing things that aren't very nice. And Zacchaeus should also be inclusive towards the crowd. He should not be taking so much of their money. He should be giving back. He should be pouring in. I think overall Jesus shows us, as he always seems to, that to love others first is what's most important, regardless of the social status. I think when we see Zacchaeus climb up in that tree, we see him shed a little bit of the weight that he's put on social status. He's okay to look like a kid. It doesn't bother him because he wants to see Jesus so bad. You see, our story today is in Luke chapter 19, and in the chapter just before, in Luke chapter 18, verse 17, there is a verse that talks about childlike faith, and how only those who have faith like a child will really inherit the kingdom. And I think that when we see Zacchaeus climb up into that tree, we see him open his heart to the possibility of the kingdom. When we kind of drop those social barriers, we open our hearts to the possibility of the kingdom and all of the inclusiveness that comes with that. I think that Zacchaeus is a great example of childlike faith in that moment of climbing up in that sycamore tree. And I think Jesus acts as a great example of the power of inclusivity and how it can change people's hearts and minds. So I pray this for our community, that we can find a place where we can act like children. Because of my job here at LAUCC, I get to spend tons of time with the kids in our congregation. And 
let me tell you, I wish I could live my life a little bit more like them, a little more carefree, not so worried, a little bit more of seeing the world as a playground. I think that's kind of how God intended things, for us not to be so wound up, for us to come a bit unraveled, for us to unravel ourselves from all the different layers of expectations society places on us, all the labels society places on us. I think that God invites us to a place where those things hold no weight. And I want to invite you to accept that invitation to live in a little bit more of a childlike way and to invite others to come along with you no matter who they are or where they are on their journey. Will you all pray with me? God, thank you for your inclusivity. Thank you for loving each and every one of us where we are. And thank you for going with us as we reorient ourselves in light of that love. God, I pray that you continue to make our community an inclusive and loving one. God, go with us and strengthen us to be that inclusive, loving presence, even when it's hard. In Jesus' name, amen.